0: Welcome to the podcast of the Cathedral of Mary our Queen in Baltimore, Maryland. We hope you will join us at mass on Saturday at 5 p.m., Sunday at 8 a.m., 9:30 a.m., or 11 a.m. Also, you can find more information about our upcoming events on our website, cathedralofmary.org. Have a blessed day. It's Lent. Where will your Lenten journey take you this year? Out of the spiritual world, the world of spiritual writers, there's a certain sense that Lent is not just another season of the year, but that it is a pilgrimage. Each of us is asked here, at the beginning of Lent, to set out on the Pilgrim journey, a journey that hopefully will deepen our faith, lead us to repentance and personal reform in our own lives, and bring us closer to Christ, our Savior. So, where will your Lenten pilgrimage take you this year? Where do you want it to take you? Where does it need to take you? I'm asking you these questions against the backdrop of the gospel today, the temptation of Jesus. This is always the reading for the first Sunday of Lent, because it has those two ideas of confronting temptation and then that mention of 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. So it's the obvious choice of a reading to begin the pilgrimage. But if you're clever, and if you dwell with this reading in prayer for a little while, something more begins to emerge from it. Something that's truly helpful, I think, to anybody that really wants to keep Lent. So let's look at this Gospel. Satan comes to Jesus. Jesus is presented with three temptations. Turn these stones to bread. Worship me and I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. Throw yourself off the roof of the temple and see if angels come to help you. This is a fascinating set of temptations. The temptation to make bread from stones is more than just all about eating because you're hungry. It's the temptation to have all of your physical needs fulfilled. What's bread? Well, it's food. But you know, in modern parlance, what's bread? Money. Money is all the goods of the world, everything that you could ever need or want. The first temptation is for Jesus to provide himself with physical comfort, material fulfillment. The second temptation is for power, all the kingdoms of the earth. And if you have all the kingdoms of the earth, what do you have? You have control, control over your own life. You are completely in charge. And the third temptation is for certainty. See if angels come to minister to you. See if there really is a God. See if you are really God's Son, the Messiah. It's the wish that faith be not necessary because... There is certainty. Now, do you see the nature of these three temptations? Temptation for material fulfillment in life, so there's no need of anything else. Temptation for control, so there's no anxiety about what might come. And the temptation to find certainty in the midst of this journey of life. Now I ask you, Is there anybody who doesn't long for those three things? Here's the clever part of this gospel moment. Jesus sees what Satan is tempting him with. And in each instance, Jesus turns from the temptation to God. He sees right through what the devil is doing. And he says, Only in God are we finally and truly fed, nourished, and sustained. Only in God can we have the sense of who is really in control of our lives and our world and our destiny. Only in God is there sureness, certainty, No matter how much effort we put into other things ourselves, ultimately, it all fails. Jesus' answer to Satan is that God, and only God, is in control. That's what's in the Gospel. And that brings me back then to that question about where you want your Lenten journey to take you. I'm a very traditional Catholic man who was, from my youth, trained to set out at the beginning of Lent with a little list of things to do for 40 days. Fast, abstain, pray, do some charity, give some alms. But this gospel of the temptation says something more is required, a bigger sense of Lent, It teaches that Lent, in the end, is not really just and only about the things that I will do to turn to God. In the deepest sense, Lent is about what God can do and what God will do for me in this holy season. Jesus answers his temptations by saying that God is in charge. Only God feeds and sustains and gives life. Only God has power. So for us, we set out on our Lenten pilgrimage with the idea of doing things, our little list. But really it's with the idea that all we do, whatever it is, is for that purpose letting God enter into our lives so that God can do for us what only God can do. Our prayer in Lent is to allow God in. Our fasting is to remove the distractions so that God can come in. Our charity is to put us in touch with God's love. For 40 days, we're asked to put away our own ego and our own fears and our own attempts to fool ourselves into thinking that we can take care of things. We are asked to let God in, asked to allow God to assume God's own rightful place in our lives, our way of thinking, in our hopes, in our very understanding of ourselves and who we are as creatures of God. That's the Lenten journey. And if it's done rightly, it leads at last to the table of the Lord's Supper, and to Calvary, and to the place of the resurrection, where God's work is seen more clearly than anywhere else. Where will your Lenten journey take you? No matter how you make this 40-day pilgrimage, craft it carefully so that it's not just doing a bunch of things, but that it opens you up to God. Let this pilgrimage be, first of all, about God. Last of all, about God. Entirely and completely about God.